1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Let's oh! fellas. Now, let's
2: talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck Howdy, Toddy Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yale Hotline. Uh, this week we're going to try to make sure Yancey's uh, microphone is on. Uh, <laughs> you know, Yancey was talking into the wrong receptacle last week. We're but, all uh, good. And I kept telling him, it's, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. But anyway, uh, Yance, how are you, buddy? Doing well, doing
3: well. Uh, interesting week for Ole Miss. I thought, uh, honestly, I, uh, I don't, I personally didn't think Ole Miss played all that well in either basketball game. Uh, they lost a close one there to South Carolina that actually just got outplayed, and, and Georgia there at the end could have gone either way. And in the baseball, uh, you know, I mean, the thing that jumps out to me is man, that offense is as dynamic and and explosive as any that we've seen under this Bianco era and the bullpen is is doing a fantastic job. A lot of new names that are really surface hill. Um Myers, uh Doug just lit it up, but the, the starting pitch and it's just been just awful. They've had one quality start and that's by um Etheridge that the very first start of the year. And then he couldn't pitch this weekend, but it's uh because of the blister. But man, the, you know, that's that's a concern and, and they're gonna Have to get that figured out. Asked about Greer Holston to somebody on the team. He's having some shoulder tendinitis in his shoulder, so he hasn't really been available so far this year. He's someone that you thought that you could lean on if you did have these issues. And then Eric Fowler came in and didn't pitch all that well in the inning and the third. Jordan Fowler. Uh, Excuse me, Jordan Fowler. Still thinking about Eric from back in Grenada days, a long time ago uh, in the Bianco era. But Jordan, you know, really... And Bianco had told us before the season started that uh, you know he's he hasn't been on form. So those are two guys, Fowler and Greer, that when you're having these problems uh, right now with the starting pitching, that you'd really would hope would be there to fill in the holes.
2: Well, I I didn't never thought that uh, Zach and Gunner would were going to set the woods on fire immediately. I mean, there's a process transitioning from JUCO to major college and from high school to major college. They've got good stuff. It's just a matter of them settling in, and I think they will. Uh, even if they have to move them to Tuesday, Wednesday, SARC yeah. for a couple of weeks, they'll get it figured out. But that's great because we've got pitching coach Carl Lafferty on at 630 tonight, yeah. and we can talk to him about all these issues. And at 615, we've got our co-host Kermit Davis Jr. on So uh, we've got a good show lined up for tonight. And, uh, you know, I I, I say you say you didn't think they played particularly well against South Carolina or Georgia. I'd have to agree with you to a certain extent, but a win is a win is a win. It uh, is. It is. They're one closer to their ultimate goal of getting into the NCAA tournament. Now, it gets tougher from here. Wednesday, they've got uh, Tennessee. And that's going to be a tough game. I mean, Tennessee's really good. Um, you know, what time is that, 6 o'clock? I think it's 6 o'clock, isn't
3: it? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And,
2: but then, and then Saturday they go to Arkansas, and that'll be tough there as well. But You know,
3: uh, they've got to maintain a split through these last two weeks. But more importantly, Chubb, they got to get on top of their game, playing at their peak time uh, when the SEC and NCAA start or they'll be one and done at both places. I thought they were on a progression and upward trend before this week, the last four games, and then this week. But, you know, that's basketball, and you have up weeks and down weeks, and hopefully they can start playing better basketball uh, starting this Wednesday against a really disappointed Tennessee team that just got robbed there uh, with half of a second there at LSU.
2: All right, we'll be right back after these important. Messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Railroad Hotline. Hang tight.
4: Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacanondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new Sporty Chevy Malibu the family friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clear, nobody beats a cannon deal, nobody. Chevrolet, find new road.
5: If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander ht go 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander ht go 56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV.
0: Why get iPhone 10s on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> for Aunt Ella's birthday, where your iPhone 10s dual-lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <gasps> get the most from iPhone 10s with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone 10s and C Spire for every moment. C customer-inspired for a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at c
1: The farm provides us with many things and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit firstsouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: All right, welcome back to Candy Motors, of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, for a limited time, pre-order the infinitely amazing new Samsung Galaxy S10 with C Spire and get one free. Two for the price of one, man. Get the best Galaxy experience on the best network. Now with twice the nationwide LTD, C Spire, customer inspired. Let's go to the control room. Jack Schultz in Old Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. <laughs>
1: It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about
6: it, Molly.
4: Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss.
6: With just two weeks remaining in the college basketball season, Ole Miss ranks number 38 in the net rankings, now 19-8 and overall, 9-5 and in SEC play. The Rebels lost to South Carolina on the road last Tuesday, but rebounded with a nail-biting victory over Georgia at home on Saturday. Next up, the Rebels host Tennessee Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. The Vols are ranked number 7 in the net rankings with a 24-3 overall record. A win for Ole Miss would almost certainly lock up an NCAA tournament bid. Kermit Davis' team will then travel to Arkansas for a noon tip on Saturday. The Ole Miss baseball team actually played four games last week despite the weather. The Diamond Rebels beat Arkansas State 15-3 on Wednesday at home and then won the series two games to one at Tulane over the weekend. The offense exploded, scoring 24 runs throughout the series, winning Game 1 6-4 and Game 3 6-3. Mike Bianco's team stormed from behind in Game 2, but gave up a walk-off win to the Green Wave 13-12 on Saturday. Thomas Dillard was named the SEC Player of the Week and nominated for USA Baseball's Golden Spikes Award for his performance. Dillard was 7-17 for with three home runs, a double, a triple, and 13 RBI over the course of the four games. Ole Miss's softball team went just 2-3 and three at the Texas Invitational. They won a pair of games over Sam Houston State, but lost to Tulsa once and Texas twice over the three days. The men's tennis team knocked off number 16 Alabama on Saturday. It was the second-ranked opponent to fall to the Rebels this season. Ole Miss advanced to the championship at the Blue-Grey National, but lost to Arizona. That's the latest news in Oxford. Hope to see everyone in the pavilion on Wednesday for the Rebels upset bid. Back to Chuck and Yancey.
2: Thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Uh, Nancy, well, there's an elephant in the room, and I'm going to go ahead and say my two cents and then move on. I'm never going to speak of it again. And obviously you know what I'm talking about, the players kneeling in, during the national anthem, uh, men's basketball Saturday. You know, at first I wasn't real happy, uh, but when I realized it was a protest against the Confederate group holding their own protest in Oxford, I kind of understood and even applauded the intent and the reasons like most though um you see I didn't think kneeling during the anthem was the best method of protest uh as long as it's a one-time thing though I'll get over it and move on it seems that's the sentiment of the majority of the people I've talked to inside and outside of Ole Miss the the national pundits Paul Feinbaum all those people are kind of saying the same thing I am uh you know and uh, it seems like Ole Miss is just a lightning rod, Yancey, for yeah. social and racial commentary or incidents. And as long as that's the case, I wish we'd get more assertive in combating that and 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 uh, protecting ourselves. And and I think that's what the players were trying to do. And for that, I got to applaud them. I wish they hadn't knelt during the national anthem, but. Um, as long as that's a one-time deal, like I said, I'll live with it. Yeah, I mean,
3: that's where you're going to get the most uh, attention, the most news coverage if you do do it during an anthem, and that's probably while it was done. And it wasn't a planned thing, but from one person, and then the rest of the team followed. But as long as Oxford and Ole Miss continue to have these monuments and other Civil War stuff, plastered up around the town it's going to continue to be a lightning rod and 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 the city and and the the school have got to you know get progressive and quit talking about it and quit having these groups come get rid of them i'm sorry if that upsets some people but i'm not saying get rid of them and put them in a junkyard somewhere put them in a museum somewhere put them in a different place where it should be oxford and old miss is not the bastion for the civil war and we got to get rid of that stuff
2: and uh, let's see, the baseball. You were mentioning your thoughts, so I'm going to give you a few of mine. As you said, uh, I think the offense, wow, uh, I like
3: Dynamic. Them. I mean, uh, yeah, you got – they're only hitting, I believe, 294 right now as a team, but the power numbers are unbelievable. And they haven't even gotten anything from Chase Cockwell or Fitzsimmons or – Really, you know, the big Z Zimbowski—he's hit one maybe, but you know, there's some big bats that haven't even woken up yet. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can just get this the starting pitching down, which I think the pieces are there, but when you have this many newcomers, you know, you got three man newcomer for the weekend rotation, and then you know, when you, when you look at uh, so many new faces in the bullpen that are that are pitching lights out. Uh, I mean, you look at. Uh, Connor Green, an old face that's really come in, Chuck. He's had two appearances. He's got six strikeouts, hasn't given up a run, and has not walked a guy, given up one yet in both of his appearances. Doug Naziski, a guy that is highly thought of, a left-hander. He's had three appearances, 3.1 innings, has not given up uh, any waltz and has six strikeouts. Uh, another guy um, that really brought in, Tyler Myers, Uh, seven strikeouts, no waltz. Caleb Hill, another new guy, you know, that comes in. He's got uh, uh, given up one run, uh, one hit in the two appearances, but has five strikeouts, one wall. So you look at those four or five guys there, and, uh, you know, I'm adding that up. That's 23 strikeouts and two waltz between those four newcomers. And then with Connor Green, uh, that has been there for a while. So the bullpen is there. It's just they got to get, they got to maybe they move a couple of these bullpen guys to a starter role, and move a couple of these starters that were in there the last couple of weekends, and move them to the bullpen so they can figure it out. But that's why I was hoping Greer Holson and Fowler could give some stability if there was were some problems with the newcomers, but that one in the injury, and then Houston Roll to pitch this weekend. He's coming. He's had a couple of nagging injuries. He went on top of this game this Saturday. We know what we can he can do. So I think the pieces are there. Bianco's just got to put it together.
2: All right. So much for my thoughts on baseball. (laughs) We'll be right back. We got plenty of time. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motor Mississippi Rebel Y'all Hotline. Hang tight. Make
4: 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new road.
5: If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander ht go 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander ht go 56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. UV.
0: Why get iPhone 10s on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny emoji. <laughs> for Aunt Ella's birthday, where your iPhone 10s dual-lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. Oh. Get the most from iPhone 10s with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone 10s and C Spire, for every moment. C Spire, customer-inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspart.com.
5: A Van diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance and fire. A Van mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackens diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackens Jewelers, store in downtown New Albany or VanAckens.com.
1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: Wow. The late great Tom Petty. And uh he wandered to town Tom, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The on his last tour. Yeah. And we have the the not late, but great Kermit Davis <laughs> Jr. now. How you doing, buddy? Uh doing good,
7: guys. Good to be with you.
2: Good. Glad to have you. Uh one in one over the week. Tell me, give give us give us your thoughts on how it went last week
7: well you know the kind of you know to win five out of six it's hard in league play to win five out of six in the, in the heat of the of the battles you know i mean the games get harder and harder as you see throughout college basketball guys, scores are going to get lower and lower the second time around everybody's so familiar game gets more half court it's supposed to go on a five and five out of six and you know, South Carolina game, you know, weren't our best. We got it tied, and give South Carolina credit. They've been a really good home team. Um, I thought we'd jump back against Georgia. Uh, had good energy from the start. Got up 13, up 10 at half. Just was what a poor is probably played in about the first eight or nine minutes of the second half. Uh, but then, you know, like, like good teams will do, kind of gathered ourselves and, uh, you know, got up eight, hung on, and uh, this this time of the year, man, just every one of them is good. I know you'd love to play a perfect game, but to win
2: and just move on to the next one. Oh, absolutely! I, I, all I care about is the Ws now. This late in the year, and uh, as we've discussed many times before on here, the depth situation we have. And speaking of that, man, how, how is Schuler holding up? He, he looks great out there. Is, is his foot in a good place?
7: Yeah, he's getting a lot healthier. It's funny. he just, uh, you know, I was visiting with Devontae today after practice, and I said, man, it's the healthiest I've seen. Because coach, I've been a lot better. And I'm telling you now, it's a big I mean, I to say that. He didn't want to use it as a crutch. I what's the little bad patch? It was about 60%, 65%. And it was mm-hmm. hard. You could just tell. And now he's getting healthier. You know, a lot of teams playing better. I mean, he's a big part of it. And so that was kind of a little part of, you know, with that little rough patch, that and playing good teams that played well. But, yeah, he's feeling much, much fatter, and uh, and so I guess it's good to see. And boy, he made that huge
2: shot to put us up three late in the game. Coach, you uh, tease up next, ultra talented team. I've watched them two or three times this year. How do you defend Williams and Schofield? Uh, you know, I I know you match up with their guards, but what about the front court? Yeah, since you know
7: they get so big, and they put Schofield at the three and he's shooting the ball at such a high level, you know, and when Williams gets right on the post, that's what bothers you. You just got to guard him way before he catches it. You know, if you start trying to ignore the man through catching it, it's just going. And, and, you know, so we'll try to change some defenses. You know, the biggest thing is is you got to take care of the ball against them. They're such a great half-court team. When you start getting them easy buckets off your turnovers and high-ball turnovers and second shots, that's when it's hard, guys. So we – You know, we've got to be good first-shot defense.
3: We've got to go rebound the ball. Take care. Coach, after the South Carolina game, I could hear the frustration in your voice about rebounding in the front court with Henson and and Dom and Bruce. Uh, You know, is that really what it all comes down to for Ole Miss to be playing at its peak coming down the stretch? Because like I told Chuck, you know, if you split the next two weeks, but the main objective is to be – playing your best basketball is that what it's going to take is that front court the bigger guys to start rebounding consistently
7: yeah i mean you know we great to have a game that you know the dom and bruce together gets you know twelve or fourteen rebounds Uh Terrence Davis Davis got to go back and rebound it his last four games td's averaging 3.6 rebounds and averaging twelve points in the previous five games he averaged thirty nine rebounds nineteen points rebounding wow. makes everybody play good. I don't care if you're a point guard or two, three, four, five. It doesn't matter because it means you're engaged, pursuing the ball, uh, you know, if you're playing with an edge. And so we've got to have a lot of guys to do that. You know, I and mean, then, you know, ball movement. I thought the first half had a lot of nice extra passes. Ball movement was good, even on some shots that we missed. And I uh, ran good offense had some timeouts in the second half. So, you know, we talked about it here, guys. I mean, Every team in college basketball hit a rough patch. Look at Michigan. I mean, Michigan was the best team in the country. You know, they go to Penn State. You know, Penn State beats them 12 or 15. Penn State had one league win. You know, Michigan State goes to Michigan. You, know, you just can't be playing at your best all the time, and and so you know you just gotta get through these little little periods of time, and and uh, hopefully we have. But we understand how, how hard this schedule is to get.
2: Coach uh, Brian Tyrese having an all-SEC type of year as far as I'm concerned, has he kind of become your your closer, so to speak?
7: Well, he can. He can do it. I mean, he makes a great late game. For, at The one other night, that's just the first one we missed, knock on wood, in a long time. I mean, he just closes games out. He's so good at finishing balls, left and right hand at the rim, made a big three. I mean, I was in TD We would go to those guys a bunch when... You know, late game, and both of them have made big plays. But you're right, Brian is such a, Brian is such a compact player. He's got a great mid-range, and yeah, he he really is. He's playing as good as any guard in our league.
2: Talk a little bit. I know you don't like to skip games, but we're only on once a week. So at Arkansas, it's always a tough venue.
7: Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, it's a game we play really well here, and. You know all the games, like I said, they all matter. The Georgia game was a huge game, and uh, you know trying to inch closer and closer and closer to our goal. And uh, you know it's an Arkansas game, a noon game on Saturday. And uh, you know obviously they're, they're always going to play well at, at Buck Walton. And uh, you know so a team with Gafford, you know a guy who's still you know he's still a first round pick, maybe lottery pick, good young guards and. Uh, so, yep, whatever happens at Tennessee, we've got to move down right behind us,
2: win and lose, and head right out to get ready for the Razorbacks. Coach, uh, I know you're going to give them your best shot, Wednesday, and I hope the kids are, are playing well. And uh, We've already addressed the, the elephant in the room, so I'm not going to ask you to address it. You you did so eloquently, you and Ross Bjork, after the game uh, about the kneeling deal, and, uh, and I thank you for that, and good luck, Wednesday.
7: Well, I sure appreciate it, guys. Thanks a bunch. And uh, I know we've got a sold-out crowd. I think guys got some standing on at Ticket's El-Sale. And uh, hopefully it's just an unbelievable atmosphere in there. And uh with a great connection with the fan base on Wednesday. But appreciate it, man. All
2: right, thank Good you, question. buddy. Yeah, it'll be it'll will just going to be packed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, it's a big and game. It's a game of the year, really. I think I mean. Ole Miss matches up well with them. I, I, I do. I, some games I don't think they match up well with Kentucky. I didn't with LSU, even Alabama and State gives Ole Miss a matchup problems with their length, and they do have some big guys. Tennessee, but uh, they're not as long and leapers as no, some of those you, teams that I've mentioned before. Boy, it's going to be a war.
2: They're pretty good though. Those oh, they're big good. Boys. They they're, they're wide. just experienced. Yeah, they're they, wide. I they tell got, you what, they got Blake Henson's got to get back on track. Far yeah, as I'm concerned. I, I think he can. They're going to probably ask him and Buffin to to guard how well is buffing right now Schofield I think he's all right didn't he okay uh, I wish I had been on there to give us a or we should ask him that
3: how far back he thinks buffing is from that ankle sprain. Yeah. but yeah Henson's gotta he's got to get rid re- he's yeah he's just got to get on track yeah. I mean well, I think they'll he's probably getting be frustrated on, don't you don't can you think tell they'll
2: be on Admiral Schofield yeah and then they'll have Bruce and Dom on on Williams mm-hmm uh, I mean, it, it, when they don't go zone, well, Tennessee's
3: but just so experienced and they're so well coached. Yeah, you know they got a lot of same things as Ole Miss. Ole Miss has got some really experienced players too. I think it's going to be a classic game. I do. It's going to come down to the end and show they get, you know, they miss a shot with less than a second. Go up for the rebound. LSU gets it with a half a second and bumps it to a Tennessee guy. He had had gone 85 feet to score the basket. They call a foul on oh, Tennessee with a half second, get two free throws to win the game. Yeah. You know, so they're going <laughs> to, the last thing old miss needed, you know, for a revenge minded Tennessee ball team coming in town. But
2: that, that's what it is. Rebel flashback brought to you by Admiral's famous chicken tenders, location in Oxford. That's the original right off square. Tupelo, Memphis, and Brandon. In 1983, I attended my first spring football practice as a member of the Old Miss Spirit team. Billy Brewer was a first-year Rebel coach, and I knew then I had found my life's calling from a professional standpoint. Thirty-seven springs later, and it's still a labor of love for me. I'm older now and can't do what I used to do, but I have great reporters around me and Yancey and Ben Garrett and David Johnson to take up my slack and do it better than I ever could. But I still get a thrill when spring football rolls around there's hope and enthusiasm and the desire to get better everywhere sure it gets taxing as the days click by and the players get tired of beating on each other but they plow through knowing the offseason is next and then the season cranks up they understand through the drudgery of these 15 practices that spring training is critical to their development as a team depth charts are begun, coaches find out who can do what, who can be counted on, competition for playing time is intense, systems are learned, and we got two new ones to learn this year, and leaders are born and developed. Yep, the years have passed by quickly, and this old gray horse is moving slower, (laughs) but not with any less excitement to see the start of the development of the 2019 Rebels, and that starts tomorrow, Yancey. Tuesday is the first day of spring practice, and we've got new coaches, new systems, new players, uh, going to be a, a rebuilt offensive line, uh, a 3-4 defense, a new quarterback, going to be a lot of storylines out there. I mean, it, it
3: is. It's and, and the system, the dynamic between the 3-4 defense now, uh, both the new coordinators, a new linebacker coach and then 11 new players on the team that, that enrolled early from the signing yeah. class that you get an early sneak peek at. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's the, you know, they lost a lot. Old Miss did offensively, uh, you know, especially on that, they lost the majority of their offense. So seeing all those pieces being refilled and then defensively, you know, who's going to be playing these outside linebackers? You know, we got, some some questions, mm-hmm. you know, who will and won't, and all that, and I imagine, um, you know, some familiar names will fill those spots. But yeah, it's it's not going to be a boring spring. I'll say that.
2: Rebel Flashback brought to you by Abner's famous chicken tenders. We'll be right back after these messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight for Carl Lafferty next. We'll be right back.
1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: Mississippi Rebel Hill Hotline. How about Thomas Diller getting the uh, mm-hmm. SEC Player of the Week, and, and rightfully so, three home runs, a double, a triple, 13 runs batted in in a three-game series? That is just sick. Anyway, I'm glad tonight, right now we've got Mr. Carl Lafferty, the pitching coach for the, the same old Miss Rebels. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. How are you guys? Doing, Doing great. A, a series win is a series win, and over a quality two-lane team, I love it.
7: No doubt. And uh, you know, it's it's the the reason we kind of set up our schedule is to you know get on the road and, and test ourselves. And uh, you know, they're a, a much improved club this year. I mean, we walked into the park, and I think they were five and zero to start the season with a, a very veteran lineup and uh, a lot of returners on the mound and. Uh, you know, I, I thought there was a, it was a good atmosphere. You know, two three thousand fans, and it was a little hostile. And um, you know, good for our guys to get you know acclimated to what life on the on the road's like. And a lot of those uh, you know new guys that are new to Division One baseball, whether they're you know junior college or freshmen, uh, to get out there and experience that. So it uh, was a good weekend.
2: So uh, you being a pitching coach. <laughs> Don't get upset when I say this, but we gave up an awful lot of hits. Uh, what's your What's your thinking?
7: Well, no, the pitching coach. Trust me, I, I knew that. Um, no, I, you know, I think that's uh, you know part of part of the thing that we knew coming into this season is we knew that uh, you know we would we didn't know how the pieces all got put together, and so. You know, guys are running out there for their first start or two. Uh, there's obviously a lot of butterflies, you know, a lot of things that go into that when you make your first, you know, Division One start or your first two. And so it can it – can, guys can struggle at times. And I think you're seeing some guys just, you know, starting to make stride. Now, the, the good thing is you saw some newcomers that really perform well. Uh, yeah. I thought Tyler Myers was terrific on the mound. I thought Doug McCasey was terrific. Um, you know, and, and that's the, the cool thing to see. And, and we'll see even more, you know,
3: as we move to this midweek. Well, I'm sorry, ahead. Coach. Uh, you know, speaking of those guys there, um, I thought one of the standouts to me really is Connor Green, a guy that could have said so long, old Miss, after a couple rough years. You know, he goes from a freshman All-American to his sophomore year, he struggles, third year he goes sidearm, And then this year, you know, he goes back to his old ways and he's just really looked in control and is as good as I've seen him since he's been here at Ole Miss Coach.
7: No, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I mean, he was outstanding. What? To come in on Sunday in such a big spot Um, and really, you know, what our bullpen did on Sunday, uh, Friday as well, you know, they come in and, you know, that's it. There's no more runs scored. And certainly when you have a bullpen that can do that, you know, with our offense, we're going to, you know we're going to win a lot of games, but you know I think that's the the great thing about it. Like you said, he's so composed. Um, you know that he's it's his fourth year. He's been here. He's got good stuff, and and you're starting to you're starting to see him go out there and, and perform like he can. So that was exciting for us. He is when you cut Connor Green open. He is an old Miss guy, and uh, was very very pleased with his performance this weekend.
2: Talk a little more, you brought him up a little bit more about Tyler Myers uh, for those who don't much about him. is Give us a little synopsis of his stuff. Uh, he's
7: a 89-92 uh, right-hander with a really good slider and good command, you know, a strike thrower. And, you know, he is, uh, you could just see it coming. I mean, even his second time out. Um, on the weekend, I think his stuff was even better on Sunday than it was on Friday. And, I, and that's kind of the, the, the mantra with a, a lot of these new guys is getting them out there and, you know, getting them to, to calm down. The kind of what you talked about, how Connor Green looks so composed. It's, you know, the, the guys that are pitching for the first time in Division One baseball, it's getting them to have that composure on the mound and execute pitches like they've done their whole life. Um, so that's kind of the, the learning curve for them. And then also, you know, getting uh, getting Will Etheridge back going. Uh, you know, he had the, the blister issue. Uh, and kind of he is that? Getting, getting, it's a lot better. Um, I wish I could give you, you know, some uh, definite information. It, it's kind of a, you know, a, a day-to-day touch-and-go thing. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could pitch this weekend at all. Uh, you know, our biggest concern is, you know, with blisters, everybody, you know, people listening home, they go, blister guy, i got a blister on the heel of my foot all the time. What's the big deal? Uh, well, when, when pitchers get blisters, especially on their fingers, it's it can be a, an issue that knocks you out for a long time because that's the touch and feel with the baseball and commanding everything. And so the, the thing that we want to make sure of is we don't, you know, we want, don't want to take, you know, one step forward and two steps back where we kind of get, you know, reset to square one. So we're going to kind of... Continue to evaluate. He's been throwing, and he's he's been feeling good. Uh, So it's the next couple days, just kind of gauging where we're at and what we want to do. Uh, We'll move forward with it, but you know, as of right now, no no definite decision for this weekend. Uh, But I I don't think he's you know he's far away. He's it's it's healing up good, and he's been looking you know good throwing the baseball. Carl,
2: uh, what what causes that? I mean, he's been throwing since. Fall and then spring, and he earned the Friday night, and and all of a sudden he gets a blister. how does that happen?
7: It's it's really, I mean, it's it can be from you know I think his first start there was kind of a moist, damp night, and it can be anything with the you know the softness of his of his finger uh, to one particular pitch where you kind of develop a little bit of a a blood blister under there, and then. You know, it it feels a little, you know, you feel it a little bit, feel it a little bit, and all of a sudden, you know, you catch a seam just wrong and it rips open. And then once you've ripped it open, now you're starting to deal with, okay, I've got that soft skin that's, you know, you've got to not only uh, get the blister healed, but you've got to get that that skin toughened back up where it can take throwing the baseball again. So it's, it's a thing that pitchers, I mean, they deal with it all the time. Uh, it's just something that you got to be kind of delicate with just to make sure you get past it rather than continue to you know keep going down that road with it
3: coach uh uh three guys that really had some experience and and had been there done that uh Greer Holson, you know, Jordan Fowler Houston Roth back there, and those were kind of like the safety net in my mind in case a couple of these new starters, Huglin and, and Phillips, you know, get off to a rough start. You have those guys to go back to to insert them into the starting rotation on the weekend. But then you have some injuries. I understand uh, Greer's got some problems right now. Didn't Houston just come off a couple problems? Kind of explain where those three are right now.
7: Uh, well, first off, to talk about Roth. Uh, Ross so done it, and you wouldn't think he, he banged up his uh, his non-throwing shoulder. And people go, "Ah, oh, well, it's not his throwing shoulder; it shouldn't matter." Well, yeah, it's still, like when you try to you try to move that that lead arm, really affects how your delivery works. So uh, he's a he's a tough kid and a fighter, and while well, he's not in any danger of of hurting himself at all, because uh, obviously we wouldn't put him out there if, it, if that was the issue. It's just really, really uncomfortable and makes, you know, pitching a little bit more difficult, if that makes sense. Um, you know, Greer's just been – to talk about Greer a little bit, he's just been working through some stuff. He's had uh, a little bit of a, a lat issue, and so we've been trying to uh, to bring him along. He's just not quite, you know, ready yet. Um, but, uh, you know, he's been making some strides and making some progress. Uh, and in the third one, I'm sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear the – Fowler, the third one.
3: Where's, where's Fowler right now with this game, Jordan?
7: Well Fowler you know he had uh we've got him out there a couple times he's gonna start on Tuesday or tomorrow against uh okay. ut uh, Martin, so he'll get back out there and get going um you know he's looked pretty good i'm you know excited to see him pitch. and um you know that's uh, yeah again you yeah, you'll see him tomorrow, so you know we think he's gonna figure into it and uh again right now it's it's trying to like i said put those pieces together and figure out how how everything fits. Uh, with, you know, Etheridge kind of being on the shelf and Roth kind of being a little bit banged up. Um, we're just trying to, you know, move the pieces and, and get them in order.
2: Are you guys still going to stick with uh, Phillips and, and Hoagland uh, for the weekend for now? Well, that's one
7: thing we're still trying to decide, and a little bit of that, um, you know, has to do with Etheridge. So we, we haven't released our weekend rotation, and we're not, you know, 100% sure of, of what we're going to do. Um and I think more will'll we'll have a better idea you know probably tomorrow um definitely by wednesday, but it 's kind of hard to say right now, just because obviously Ethridge is a big piece, and that changes how the dominoes kind of fall so
2: you know uh, go ahead carl i i i 'm a believer that it 's a process for guys coming from Juco or coming from high school that you know. They, there's an adjustment period in a process of of coming up to major college ball, and I think that's just what you're seeing with with Zach and Gunner a little bit. I mean, we know they've got quality stuff. I mean, that's that's not a question.
7: Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's uh, that's the the good thing is they have really good stuff, and I mean, they're tremendously tremendously talented kids. But there is a little bit of a learning curve, and and that's what I think you're seeing with them. I think you'll even see a you know kid, Taylor Broadway, who will uh, probably you know get some innings tomorrow. Um, and guys like Caleb Hill, who could come out of the bullpen and done great, That's it's that learning curve. It's the thing that you see in Connor Green, how composed he is, and them getting mm-hmm. a feel for that. Out there on the, the biggest baseball stage that any of them have ever been on you know they're they're playing against the best competition they've faced. they're playing in the biggest arenas uh that they've ever been in, and so there is a little bit of an adjustment to that um and that's the you know that's the thing we knew coming into the season but you know the awesome thing is uh we got guys like Thomas Dillard that you know hit eight home runs it seems like in one <laughs> game and uh yeah. and <laughs> score a lot of runs for it. That's for sure. I know.
3: I know. We've just been focusing on the negative here with the with the pitching uh, and not talking about the offense. But I told Chuck this is the most mm-hmm. dynamic offense that I've seen in the Bianco uh, era, and, and some of the big bats like Chase Cockwell hadn't even done anything yet. I mean, mm-hmm. when those guys start clicking, I mean it's went through nine and I love the way what I saw at the end on Sunday from Servidio. I think he's really about to start breaking out I mean the offense uh, I wouldn't trade an offense with anybody in the country
7: no I mean it's it's uh, it, its fun you know uh, You know, Clem, or Mike Clement does such a a good job with those guys and, and helping them understand you know who they are meaning what type of hitter they are what their approach is and how they fit into the offense and help you know move that offensive you know cog, and it's been it's been really cool to watch just the evolution of them. And like you said, it, it's baseball. Not everybody's going to be on fire at the same time, um, but there's a lot of exciting pieces there. And you know that's the the great thing for the pitching staff is you know you you have a lineup that puts fear into the other dugout, and that can explode at any minute. I mean, it's you know it's a, a walk, and the ball sails 420 feet, and the the game changes on a dime. And, uh, you know, certainly to have that. And then, like you said, with, you know, Servideo and uh, some other guys that can that can really run, Thomas Dillard, that can really run, can steal some bases and,
2: mm-hmm. you know, put some
7: pressure on the, the defense that way. So it is a, a very dynamic offense, that's for sure.
2: How did Thomas do behind the plate?
7: I thought he was good. You know, uh, he caught last midweek. Um, and he's—he's he's, like people don't realize how good of an athlete Thomas is. He—he um, he has a really good arm. He can really run, uh, and he can move. I mean, I always laugh. I'm like, man, the, the football team really—you know—missed out on you know having you over there. But <laughs> he's such, you look at his body type and how how he's built, and you just don't realize how well he can move and how athletic he is. That showed up a little bit last year in the stolen base category. When you look at him still, you know, 18, 19 bases, and you're talking about a guy that's, you know, 230 pounds and can, you know, hit the ball out of sight, that's that's pretty special.
3: Well, coach, if they don't know how good of an athlete he is, then maybe we need to get Thomas because he'll sure let you know how good of an athlete he
7: is, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> he will, but that's a great, I mean, you know, all great players have confidence in themselves. No and, uh, you know, certainly. Certainly he does. He does He's like been that way
3: since stuff. ninth grade. <laughs> no, and he should, man.
7: If I hit that many home runs, I would have that much confidence,
2: too. Me and you both. Coach, tell, tell us a little bit about Caleb Hill and, and Doug McHazy, mm-hmm. uh, two freshman left-handers that I, I, it looks like we're going to count on pretty heavily this year and,
3: and can they start are they are their arms built to be starters coach tell us about that too are they they were type arms or could could they possibly be starter type arms
7: no i think you could you could see both of them start at times during the year um i think they're you know one they're left handers with arm strength but they're strike throwers they're competitors uh both a little different in the way they come at you but Uh, I mean, two kids to be that we are really excited about. Um, You know, I thought both of them were great this past week. Uh, You know, Caleb came in uh, early in the midweek and then, of course, came in and struck out the left-hander in a big situation uh, at the end of the game on Sunday. And certainly Doug was, I mean, he was terrific on Friday night and then, you know, the ninth inning on Sunday, man, he was really sharp and, and looked dominant. So, uh, and I think that's the you know the the thing for us is like you said, can they start? Absolutely, they can start. Both of them have the the capability and the ability to start. They're not reliever type arms, so there, there's some some versatility there uh, with different things that we can do with them, and, and certainly that will be you know options moving forward.
3: Coach, speaking of Doug, does he have? that bulldog mentality to possibly maybe be a closer one day or the setup guy to the closer? Does he have that mentality?
7: 100%. Um, he is, if you talk to Doug, he is, he is left-handed. Uh, he is an awesome kid, a ton of personality. Uh, but when he steps between the white lines, man, he is a real competitor. Uh, I think he, you know, he enjoys being out there. I think he enjoys being out there in that moment like, as far as at the end of the game, uh, but I mean, I also think he's built for starting as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he has got he's got that that it factor to him. Um, I think you you know there was some some tweets out of some video that showed the emotion he had coming off the mound in the ninth inning on Sunday, and uh, mm-hmm. that that's very very much something he is uh, you know comfortable with.
2: Hey, coach, thank you so much for your time. Good luck this week, uh, Long Beach State this weekend three game series. That'll be fun for sure. Uh, take care, buddy, and thank you so much. And no rain. <laughs> hey, no rain. I'm,
7: I'm good with
2: that. All right, fellas. Have a good one. Thank, thank you, coach. Appreciate it, man. Carl Lafferty, pitching coach for the old Miss Rebels. Just um, a lot of
3: new pieces to the yeah, pitching staff. I mean,. Yeah. I mean, look, honestly, look, I mean, people. really, especially with the three guys we talked about being hurt yeah. or coming off injuries, returnees. I mean, People
2: have to be patient with Phillips and Hogwood, too. They've got to oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of ability. Yeah. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Railway Hotline. Hang tight. Hey.
1: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: Welcome back, to Cannon Motor, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Let's go to the control room again and do uh, Mr. Jack Schultz with around the, the SEC. Take it away, Mr. Rhino.
1: It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt, located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard.
6: There are just 2 weeks remaining in the college basketball regular season and the SEC standings are all but decided. Tennessee, Kentucky and LSU are tied for first place at 12 and 2 each. All 3 are ranked in the national polls. The Wildcats are all the way up to number 4 in the national rankings, now ahead of the Vols who have fallen to number 7. LSU ranks number 13. Behind the leading trio are Ole Miss and South Carolina who are tied at 9 and 5 each, though the Gamecocks now own the head-to-head over the Rebels. Mississippi State and Florida linger not far behind those two at 8-6 and six each. Games to watch this week include Tennessee visiting Oxford for a showdown with Ole Miss Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. The Vols then return home to host Kentucky on Saturday for what could decide the regular season crown. While those two beat each other up, LSU faces bottom dweller Texas A&M and Alabama this week, looking to take a sole lead in the conference standings. Also keep an eye on Mississippi State at Auburn on Saturday. Both teams are still in search of wins to boost their resume on the bubble. In baseball, just 3 teams remain unbeaten. Tennessee and LSU are each 7 and 0 with Georgia 6 and 0. All 14 teams are 500 or better through the first 2 weeks of the season. The player of the week is Ole Miss' Thomas Dillard who finished the week 7 for 17 with 3 home runs, a double, a triple and 13 RBI leading the Rebels to a 3 and 1 week. That's all for tonight. I'm Jack Schultz. Have a great week, everybody.
2: All right. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate you. Our good folks at Cheney sponsoring around the SEC, and we appreciate that for sure. Right now, prepaid C Spire Unlimited friends and family lets you add additional lines for just $30 each. That includes unlimited talk, text, and basic data, plus six gigabytes of high-speed data. Prepaid by C Spire. Finally, Prepaid. That's customer inspired. Uh, let's see, Yancey. Yeah. Um, what's your thought process on this? Uh, this Long Beach State series. This will be another test, won't it? Long Beach yeah. State's always I mean, pretty good. Yeah, and
3: they're the, you know they started coming on last year, and they're always a perennial top team, and they're playing well right now. I I, I think. You know, it's just all about Ole Miss. Who are they going to move? I got a sneaky feeling that we're going to see some shakeup on that weekend. They said they weren't announcing the weekend rotation, and and you could hear his uh, him kind of perk up talking about Doug there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we might see him move into the weekend rotation. I don't know. Something to see just just what they, what they do with this uh, rotation. This weekend is going to be really interesting to me. Uh, in how they perform.
2: All right. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, side-by-side, or a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Trust me. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Well, the good followed bad in men's hoops. The Rebels didn't close well against South Carolina there after fighting back to tie the game late, but they responded with a closer-than-one-would-like one-point win over Georgia at home Saturday. With a top-ten team invading the Pavilion Wednesday in the form of the UT Vols, the Rebs need a sellout, which they've got, and a rowdy crowd, which they'll have, as their quest for an NCAA tournament bid continues and draws closer baseball had a good bad good weekend taking two or three from Tulane at Tulane in a series that saw the rev pitchers as a whole get roughed up a little but the visitors still prevailed Friday and Sunday in closer games all three went to the wire and the seasoned rebel team got it done As for the protest by eight of the Rebel basketball players kneeling during the National Anthem to protest the Confederate rally in Oxford, I love their intent and their reasons, but I wasn't too fired up about the method of kneeling. I'm going to give these young men a pass this time, though, because the cause was right and just. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Uh, Yancey huge game against mm-hmm, Tennessee, Tennessee. I, mean, I,
3: I feel like they're going to come out and play some of their better ball oh, this I season too. I just want it to be packed uh, oh if they play their best better ball I, I at home it's gonna be enough Tennessee, the question is good, I buddy. know they are but they're they're not playing their their confidence is shaking right now Chuck it really is. I think that uh that thirty or forty point loss there at Kentucky really shook their confidence and they were playing at a high level and then that LSU there losing at the end, we'll see which way that works out for old miss. But I think they're right for the plucking.
2: Well They've been beaten three times in their what last five games? Yeah, is that right. That's right. And they were undefeated up till then, weren't yeah. they? Or, or were they? They play
3: here, then they play Kentucky. I mean, it. You know, they could go stumbling down the stretch here. Oh, they play Kentucky again? Yeah, they play on Saturday after us. So oh, wow. Yeah, and three game. And uh, I, you know, listening to the net rankings, how's LSU thirteen in Tennessee and Kentucky or four and seven? I, I still don't understand that. I think LSU's the best team in the SEC. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think Kentucky's probably right there with them athletically. They're a little bit better, but LSU's got a little bit more experience, but, uh, it's going to be a fight. I, but at the minimum, Ole Miss needs to go one and one this week.
2: Now I hear Will Wade's in some trouble now with, well, yeah, that. yeah, might right. be
3: short lived this success, but they got a hell of a team yeah, right they now. Sure do.
2: We'll be right. We'll be back next Monday night with, uh, Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with some more good Rebel news, hopefully. Good night, everybody.
3: Hadi, toddy.